Welcome to On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law, and it's a pleasure to be here with you. Today we're recording live from the ABA Tech Show 2022 in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, joining me now, I have two guests. I have Kimberly Bennett from uh, the eponymous law firm uh, and Jack Newton from Clio. So hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, so yeah, um, I was told that we were trying to have a more laid back, uh, conversation here. So what I wanted to say first off is why are you drinking Pepsi over there? <laughs> That's so funny because it's been my breakfast. Oh, <laughs> see, uh, like I, I'm one of those when they say, is Pepsi okay? I say no. But, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I'm a, I'm a Coke person okay. because that's all we have here. And as yeah. I was before we got started, I did say that I'm never supposed to be drinking Pepsi because my father did work for Coca-Cola growing up. And so it was forbidden in our house. So and that's I'm drinking it. And that's why I got you on the record so that nobody <laughs> you can't deny it later. Anyway, uh, it's under duress, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'd like this to was really, to really shady on to. my part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, what's up? Uh, what's up with you, Jack? Well, I'm really excited to be back at Tech Show after two long years. Uh, there's some some poetry, I think, to the fact that uh, Tech Show 2020 was the last in-person conference I think a bunch of us attended before the shit hit the fan with COVID yep. and uh, have not gotten on a plane and have not attended a conference in in two years now. And so it's great to be back here in Chicago. It's so great to be seeing people like you and Kim and the gang uh, in person after two long years. So just fantastic to be back in person. And I'm really honored to be presenting uh, with Kim tomorrow uh, at Tech Show as well. So very, very excited for uh, seeing people face to face again and for getting a chance to, to get in front of folks as, uh, as faculty this year as well. Mm -hmm. I, I've been telling people this story. Uh, so you may have already heard it, but the lis listeners haven't. Uh, I've been telling people this story that the last time we were here, I was at the corner seat in that bar in the like whatever uh, downstairs and talking to somebody who I remember distinctly right before we got on the plane. He was like, do you think this COVID thing's going to shut things down? And I said, nah, no way. We're going to be fine. So uh, hubris is very much my memory of this show. So it is good to be back on the other side. So you've got a presentation coming up. What's okay. it about? Well, about legal, like talking about industries that are adjacent to legal that we can learn from, right? I, at least in my practice, it's how I've operated, how I always grew it. And it was always to say, I didn't like how legal did it and I wanted to do it other ways. And that's how I grew and learned. And so now I get to talk with Jack about what other industries are doing and what we can learn from him as legal professionals as we move forward. So like what other industries for folks who don't necessarily know, like what I, I love the idea of like grabbing from different professions because we are very siloed as a profession mm -hmm. a lot of times mm -hmm. uh, and don't understand the wisdom that's coming from other places, mm -hmm. which actually transition a little bit when I reviewed Jack's book about being client centered, one of the things I remembered about it was like corporate America has known a lot of those lessons for years, but mm -hmm. law never really got the like, oh, you're supposed to treat your client as a, yeah. <laughs> so, but what other uh, industries are we talking about? I think there's not an industry you can't name that we wouldn't learn from. So, but I mean, 
in terms of what we're talking about, if you retail, like, you know, food, um, you know, entertainment, like, you can, there's no, there's none that you can learn from. And I would say also my career started in house. So that's probably also part of, um, where my perspective comes from because it wasn't a traditional legal perspective ever. But really, I mean, think about any business that you work with, um, buy from experience, that's where we can learn from. And, and, and just, just except for legal and everything else we can take so much information from to really apply it and think through, well, what's best practices there and how can we apply that in our industry to make a better experience, a better practice, that's where subscriptions came for me, right? From other industries, so <laughs> from tech, right? So, yeah, the subscription model is a is one of those things that has come on and makes so much sense. Uh, folks do need, especially folks who aren't necessarily engaging with the legal system all the time, but like do need like coverage. It's almost like insurance. The idea that like, oh, I have a lawyer because I'm paying them a subscription model, uh, it has really come on, especially in kind of the small and solo level, uh, huge. Uh, it w and I guess, yeah, it like that I had no real, uh, there's no <laughs> kicker to that. I was just saying it. Yeah. Well, well that's I, I, it. <laughs> and I think Kim's been a huge innovator on that front with subscriptions. And you mentioned my book, Kim's got a whole chapter uh, dedicated to business models and the business models we can adapt from other industries as well. The, the billable hour model, I make a point very early in my book, is not a consumer-centric, not a client-centric construct. And if you look around every other consumer-facing industry, uh, there's a vanishingly small number of, of comparators to, to legal when it comes to the business model that is embraced yeah. in the form of the billable hour model. So we think about productization, we think about subscriptions, we think about all the things that that consumers have been trained to to understand and to adopt from other their other experiences and and I think a lot of what our talk distills down to is a really simple concept which is all legal consumers are consumers even if they're business consumers they are used to buying things from their iPhone from their Android phone they're used to having subscriptions, probably dozens of their own SaaS subscriptions and magazine subscriptions and utility subscriptions. So why, why do we think consumers' expectations of lawyers would be any different than they have of other industries? And, and, and we talk about this in our talk as the consumerization of legal, where it, it's not even the industry that is moving towards consumers. I think consumers are pulling the industry to where they want them to be, and the lawyers that do not meet that bar and don't follow that trajectory are going to be left behind. Yep. Yeah. Cosign. There's really no. I mean, that's it. <laughs> I, I think just thinking about. I'm not a California attorney, but don't kill me, California attorneys. But like thinking through, if consumers in California said they want something, but the lawyers say we want the exact opposite, and we're supposed to be an industry that serves the consumer, serves the community, then that gap is a problem. And that gap exists across every sphere of what we do. And when we think about access to justice, we think about it a lot of times in the criminal or in the you know civil rights space, but it is in the IP space. It's in the business formation space. It's in the family law space. It's in every space, in the real estate space, right? Like it does not, not exist in every other space. And so I think like understanding that consumers want other things, we're not meeting it and that we have to move our industry in a place that makes that aligns with that need and that want will then close that gap. And that gap is not just a, like I said, a civil or criminal gap. It's like a everything 
Yeah, I mean, this was a trend. I can't remember what it was. I I went to Utah and talked to the Utah bar several years ago. And one of the things they talked about was that there, which obviously is not a market like New York City, where I'm from, but even in that market, they were saying the access to justice gap was moving from those criminal cases and immigration cases to mom and pop mm-hmm. shops like the straight up middle class can no longer afford uh, uh, legal representation and something needs to happen for these mundane compared to the gravity of criminal uh, sanctions obviously but even these relatively mundane legal questions now need more service uh, and a model that can do that yeah, yeah. I mean and I would say the, the reason mundane needs it is because most people don't deal with the like one-off issue that happens. It's the cumulative effect of not having this small thing done and this small thing done and this small thing that creates stress, that creates gaps, that creates issues that I think is what we fail to address. And I, and I always say we're not specialist lawyers. I know we want to feel that, right? We, (laughs) we, we provide a service. Yes, we have information that we want to share. Yes, we have knowledge, but if we decenter ourselves from the conversation and say, it's really more about well, what's the person or the business experiencing at this moment that will help them move to the next place? And that we're not, it's about what they're experiencing. It's about what's happening in their life. It's, it's about what's happening in their business. So that we, we insert ourselves, we position ourselves into that experience for them and not into what we need to do as, as the people serving them. And I don't know, I, I, I would say the way the industry is set up, the impact of our industry is high, it's important, it's it's life-changing, life-altering, but we make it as if it's not, and we align ourselves, and like the biggest thing, I, one of the pieces I want to push out is that we align ourselves more with trade industries, like with, uh, and that's not to down a trade industry, we need them, right? But we align ourselves with plumbers, electricians, right? You either are that or you're not. And if we start saying, hey, consumers want more options, they want to see varied people offering services. And if we don't respond to it, well, someone's going to do it, yeah. right? And they have to. And it's the only right thing because we have not met that gap. So I think our the hope is that our talk yeah. and I, moves that. Exactly. And there's so much, you know, the point you made, Joe, around affordability, I, I think is also, a, a, mm-hmm. it's a significant part, but not even the whole equation in terms of what access to justice means to to us as well. When we think about um, making accessing legal services more effortless and, and lower friction, that, that I think is key in understanding that that mom and pa shop, even if it can afford legal services, there's so many walls yep. and barriers and um, fear, uncertainty, and doubt wrapped up in the way that you traditionally access legal services. If they want something as straightforward as a trademark, you know, we, yeah. th- this industry needs to understand that that pain point is going to be reflected and 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 cre- created through a Google search to start with. We need to figure out how we're capturing that demand and that interest with that Google search and carrying it through online, through the whole customer journey. We, we can't be telling that client to, to phone us mm-hmm. because they're probably doing that trademark search at 7 p.m. on a Friday at the end of their work week <laughs> and realizing they've got a, a business they, they've got to run. We've, we've got to allow them to interact with us online, with text messages, with subscription legal services that that allow us to meet their broader legal needs to understand their business in a deeper way. So, uh, you know, for, for both Kim and I, I think one of the key points we're getting across this presentation is we need to 
think about ourselves as problem solvers in the way so many other industries do, understand the job to be done that we're being hired to deliver on by our, our clients, and to stop thinking about you know translating hours into into billable, billable hours and thinking about how can we really get at that underlying problem, build empathy for the client and create as effortless an experience around delivering on their, their pain point as possible. Great. So all of you listening, this talk hasn't yet happened, but right. it will have happened by the time you listen to this. Uh, so uh, thanks for joining uh, us here. We've reached the end of the road. Oh, wow, that's what we're gonna do with this? That's that's the pun we're doing? I mean, I love puns. Like, come, okay, all right, fine, I'll do it. Uh, we've reached the end of the road, air quotes, uh, for this episode. I wanna thank our guests, uh, Kim Bennett and uh, Jack Newton here for joining us today. Well, I am. Yeah, there we this go. was a great yeah. warm up. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, is, I'm psyched for our talk tomorrow, Kim. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm reading the stage direction too. Why not? Uh, if our listeners have questions or wish to follow up, how can they find you all? Well, they can find me across social. I'm uh, at K Bennett Law, so you can find me. I'm probably most active on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jack underscore Newton, uh, or shoot me an email at Jack at Clio.com. Awesome. And also, thank you all listeners for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you heard, please rate, review on all of the various services. There's so many these days, but all the various ways in which this is being delivered to you, rate and review it. Take the time to write something because the mere act of writing triggers that algorithm and lets more people know about this podcast. Uh, so with that said, uh, I'm Joe Patrice. And until next time, thanks for listening to On the Road. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.